If you got through Area 51 and you're face-to-face with an alien, what's your first conversation starter? I'm going to ask them for weed. <laughs> Do you have any of that space weed? Well, on that high note, let's start the show. <laughs> high note. Wah, wah. Welcome to Boozy Brunch. Every Friday, Stacy and I wind down. Cheers. Cheers. Find a production room and sneak alcohol in in my Stay Cool thermos. Today, I brought mine in a coffee mug. Irish breakfast. <laughs> yeah. In full view. So that was Tina that you heard at the beginning of this show. So what we do is we sit back, we, we recap the week of shows and look back at what was said and done on 106.5 The Arch. We're on every morning, 5 to 9. But also we can go a little further here. There's no FCC right. regulation, so we can talk about things that we generally wouldn't be able to utter. We could even say the F word if we Arch. wanted to. French fries. Mm. They're freedom fries! Fucking freedom fries. (laughs) So that was Tina. Tina lives in Texas, but the reason we were talking to her was because she posted on the Storm Area 51 Facebook event group. Now, this thing blew up and went viral last week, but it's just snowballing, really, because the time that this event wants everyone to meet it. Area 51 isn't until September 20th. Right. So they want to give you enough time to like put in your vacation requests, do all your paperwork, make sure you have a sitter, so the all quote, that stuff. The quote from this event, and if you haven't heard of it yet, um, you are living under a wonderful rock. A million people have responded. Oh, it's close to two now. Almost two million people <laughs> have responded that they will be at the event to storm Area 51 because, quote, they can't stop all of us. Let's see them aliens. Let's see them aliens, end the, quote. Talking to Tina was a trip because I never talked to someone who spoke in meme. And I, I vacillated between thinking she was in on a joke of let's all mess around with how ridiculous this is. Mm-hmm. And also she might be at Area 51. In she might go. This is our whole conversation with Tina, who who I hope is, is still doing well. <laughs> Me too. It's time to put in your vacation request so you can get the time off to Storm Area 51. (laughs) This Facebook event has gone viral. As of this morning, 1.3 million people say will attend and over a million are interested. This is a ridiculous thing. We've been keeping a close eye on the comment section on this event page. And Tina, what did you write? Um, I just posted that I have the mom van and that I will pick you up and have you home before the streetlights go out. And I'm bringing snacks. Have lots of snacks. Now, uh, we were messaging on Facebook, and Tina sent me one back. She said, hey, I received your message, but it disappeared. I think Area 51 saw it and destroyed it. We need to keep everyone informed. Yes, we do, Tina. Yes, we do. Very important. We have to get there. We have to attack. We have to win. (laughs) Now, I hear a little one in the background. Are you bringing kids to Area 51, or are you going to ride solo? Well, she appears to be a child, but she's really not. She's 17 months old, but she battles like the best. So she'll be the only one there that's a child. Oh, yeah. She needs to go then, for sure. Yes. What what kind of snacks do you think, as a mother, are good for an Area 51 raid to keep our energy up? Pickle pop. Most important. Wait, what's a pickle pop? It's like a pickle, pickle popsicle. You freeze pickle juice. It keeps your electrolytes up so when you're fighting... A frozen pickle juice popsicle. Awesome, yes. And And then you can stab someone with the stick when you're done. (laughs) Right in the eye, girl. Right in the eye. (laughs) Have you ever seen a UFO, do you think? 
I think I live with a couple. Mm. Oh my gosh! So you're just have this is basically it could be a family reunion for you in in many ways. Exactly. Exactly. Have you ever done anything like an like this before, or will this be your first raid? <laughs> This will definitely be my first raid, but I have an uncle that was in the Air Force. He lives in Atwater, California, and he's been on many raids. So you're learning from the best. It's in your blood. It's in my blood, yes. If you if you got through Area fifty one and you're face to face with an alien, what's your first what's your first conversation starter? I'm gonna ask him for weed. <laughs> Do you have any of that? Space weed? <laughs> that asteroid kush I heard is just, uh, well, it's out of this world, to be quite honest. We just wanted to thank you for doing your part in helping this country and this world get to the truth. And if that's your mom van caravanning all the way to Area 51, then that's what needs to happen. It'll be great. Hey, y'all need to come along. I can swing by and pick you up. I didn't think I dropped acid this morning, but halfway through this conversation, I'm pretty sure I have by accident. <laughs> Tina, we really appreciate your time, and uh, if, if you get an alien selfie, please do message it to the Arches Facebook page. Hey, I will. You'll have a great day. Hey, you, you too. too. Bye-bye. 106.5 The Arch. Oh, boy. Have you ever seen an alien slash UFO? One time I did think I saw a UFO. My friend Lori and I were driving back from a concert we had gone to, and it was at um, a place where you stay overnight. So we had gone to the concert the night before, and then we're driving back the next day, and it was a perfectly sunshiny day. In the middle of the day. Middle of the, well, it's like well, late, morning, okay. late morning. Late yeah, morning. Yeah. And we're driving, and we saw... I don't really know how to describe it. It looked like a silver orb. Okay. Okay. So circular. So it, like a marble? Well, the thing is, it was so far away that I think the sun was just glinting off of it. So it did look like like an orb, but only because of that. We couldn't see the shape of the okay. object. And it looked as though it were flying straight down toward the earth. But if it were a plane, it would have crashed for sure. But it flew straight down and then kind of hovered over the horizon. And we were, we were both like we talked about it. Like, what the heck is that? And then the road we were on was windy and we lost sight of it. I mean, that is the way that people who claim to have seen them, like the most reliable claims, Right. Describe them. And I've always been an eye roller when it comes to this kind of stuff, except this year has produced two things for me. One, were those, were they Navy or Air Force pilots? Oh, yeah. Who reported seeing those objects? And you they actually have it on film and they say it went from like 80,000 feet to 10,000 feet mm-hmm. in a second and it could change direction on like right angles. Right. And I mean, I, I don't necessarily believe a, a, a drunk farmer in in mississippi who woke up in the middle of his field that's what the aliens are counting on but when you listen to an air force pilot say look at this thing and look at the way it's flying then two of them corroborate the story and they film it and they say although the the footage is very poor they never have good cameras on well anything that matters right like that woman who stole the xbox and was running through the walmart parking lot her picture was like model material it was so clear 1080p yeah um then the air force has uh, yeah a vhs tape strapped to the bottom of their plane i have a hard time believing that in the infinite universe that we are the only ones but why come here secretly 
Well, I mean, maybe they don't. Like, are you an alien? I would totally tell you if I were. Don't you believe me? I the fact that I mean, there are probably all types and forms of aliens. Huh. But you said however. So what was the however that they might not be here? That just might be life somewhere else. I mean, this is an infinite so universe vast. that keeps on expanding. It's so vast. The chances of them, you know, coming to this dust speck are very very small, I imagine. Yeah. The second thing that made me think about it was there's this dude, he's been making more waves now, even though he's been talking about this since like the 70s, uh, Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. There's a new documentary out on Netflix about it. And he was he has just been saying the same story for the last 30 years. Which and, is what? Uh, he's, a, he's a physicist or an engineer. Mm-hmm. And he got recruited to work not at Area 51, but a place south of it called like S4 or something. And that he actually worked on an alien craft. What? That's his story. And his the details have never changed. Apparently, he has just been saying the same thing, which is very rare for anyone who's making up a story. Mm-hmm. And he had talked about technology back you know, in the 70s or 80s that he saw or that are going to come about that people said, no, it's impossible. That has then later come out and like been Velcro? true. <laughs> he should have. He should have. <laughs> aliens. That's the only reason we have Velcro. It's from aliens. And, yeah. and if, if I found that when I was working there, I would have claimed it for myself and become a billionaire. <laughs> No, unfortunately, more boring stuff like an element, like a scientific, hmm. like on the periodic table, they said they found this element that never existed and it had this properties. Really? And they said, no, no, no. And then like 10 years ago, the science yes, found yes, yes. that element. I, I've heard him extensively interviewed. I haven't seen the documentary because I still have that feel. I don't, I have the fear of being that guy. I never want to be like, dude, aliens, man. Right. But he claims he had not only seen the craft, he was able to go into one, and also mm-hmm. he saw a test flight, and it flew the way that the pilots most recently reported seeing things fly, which is like changing direction immediately, making right angles in the sky, going up, down, left, right. Can in drones ways. do that? Like a remote control drone? I think at this point, basically, they could, but they can't be that big, or, and they can't be that fast. Mm-hmm. And then like the pilots who saw those things said they... St- stood out there for so long that any craft known to modern technology would run out of whatever fuel that they had. Like, how would an alien know how to build something that would fly properly in our atmosphere? If you know that, if you know enough to get here, you know enough about what our atmosphere is. Probably. We know what Mars is made up of. Yeah. Have you ever seen that, that meme that's like alien crop circles on Earth and it's like this beautiful, intricate design and then it's like um, Earth crop circles on mars and it's like the rover made some janky tire marks i was gonna say we do a dick <laughs> the air force had to apologize for flying a dick in the air again our country and another flying country. a dick in the air like they were doing test maneuvers mm-hmm. and one of the pilots used his exhaust to draw a dick and balls in the air it's a rocket. It's a rocket ship. They didn't even say That's that. They the said excuse it was, I use. Their retort was uh, the unintentional pattern made in the sky. You know what? That like the fact that people have to apologize for that sort of thing to me is ridiculous. What are you using? You know how expensive it is to fly one of those F eighteen or whatever they are. Like it's so much money to keep them in the air and maintain them, and you're going to use our tax dollars to draw a dick in the air. Well, it's it's a flight test, right? I mean... How good can you draw a dick in the air? It's for taunting measures. We're actually going to bring this over to our war zones and just start I don't exhaust know. drawing dicks in the sky to discourage enemy soldiers? It's better than weaponized ticks. 
Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, what is that? I'm creeped out. I want to go back to this. Uh, this dicks in the test. sky. Yes, dicks in the sky. I always want to go back to that. N- n- name of this podcast is going to be <laughs> Alien Weed and Dicks in the Sky. It just seems like um, that would be a really good evasive maneuver. Like that pattern, if you flew in a circle and then you're like up, down, and then oh, another circle. That seems like a good evasive pattern to me. Now, we are going on vacation next week, but if Stacey doesn't return, that's tell? because she's been poached by the Air Force public relations team because they have mm-hmm. they had never heard such a great explanation before. Right. I work for Dicks in the Sky Incorporated. <laughs> D- DSI, yes. Dicks in the Sky Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of things from the sky, uh, this was on Monday on our show, but what, <laughs> a drunk dude... Called a bird an Uber. Yes, and not like, hey bird, you're an Uber. A bird, a little nestling, fell out of a nest and the guy had been drinking, but he wanted to save the bird, so he hired an Uber to take the bird to the Wildlife Rescue Center. So we talked to Buzz, who helped found the Wildlife Rescue Center, to get to the bottom of that. Buzz helped found the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center of Northern Utah. And Buzz, when Stacy read me this article title, <laughs> Drunk Man Finds Injured Bird Was Too Drunk to Drive, So He Called It an Uber and Sent It to the Animal Hospital. And I did not believe her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were having social drinks in their backyard when this uh, little bird fell out of the tree. Uh, they made one at two decisions. One was, well, we've been drinking, we shouldn't drive, or uh, we're drinking and socializing and we don't want to end this uh, <laughs> socialization party here, and so, you know, we should call an Uber, and, and the guy said that that was just kind of a joke at first, and, and then they said, well, why not? I mean, we're paying for it. Let's give it a shot. So <laughs> that's, that's really how it all went. They made a good, good call both ways. Uh, the patient got to us, and and nobody got in any trouble. How did you find out about Did they call ahead and say, hey, you'll be expecting a delivery soon? Or? Well, we did not know it was an Uber until it showed up. We <laughs> did know that they were coming, yes. Our, it, uh, typically what they do is they call us and uh, we ask for a picture to verify that it's actually a bird that is in need. And then from there, you know, we usually wait an hour or so and somebody finally arrives and and we take it in and do all all our stuff. But this time, uh, turned out that the individual bringing it to us was not the individual that rescued the bird. It was uh, she said, uh, I, "I'm a hired Uber driver, and I was asked, asked to bring this to you." So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Cause the, the lady that took it in took it back to our wildlife specialist and just said. Uh, uh, so this one's name is Uber. And, <laughs> and, First, I have to say, before he came to us, they the rescuers had called him Petey. But, of course, you know, Uber is like, so we, we are actually calling him Petey Uber. So he's got a first and last name. <laughs> have to do it properly. That only works yeah. when he's in trouble. Petey Uber, you, you yeah. get in here. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Petey Uber. <laughs> we might have to add a middle name for that to really be good. But anyway. Five star um, is the middle name. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he came into us uh, as a nestling. So they're now in a larger cage where they're we're trying to wean them from hand feeding to various items that are in their in their cage for them to start investigating and hopefully start eating. Thank you again for your time and uh, 
good luck to 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 the whole organization and to little old Petey Uber on his journey towards <laughs> full rehabilitation. All right, and thank you for reaching out to us. We appreciate it. Have you ever had to rescue an animal? Um, because my family, we came so close to having a pet bunny. Oh, little bun bun. It was tiny. It was like fit in your hand, small. My dog caught it. And he was like trying to play with it, but mm, don't play with a little rabbit. So we were able to get it, but mm-hmm. it was so it was still alive. It was petrified. Like, oh boy, it's away from its mom. Who knows? New pet brought it into the bathroom because that was the smallest closed area. Mm-hmm. Bought bunny food. It was not having humans. It we could. It, you like, just terrified it. Oh my god, it was so scared to the point where we're like, yeah, there's there's no way we can tame this wild beast. Had, <laughs> this wild beast, a teacup bunny. <laughs> it it, it could have fit, fit in a coffee mug. So we ended up, yeah, we had to put it back under this tree. And I'm like, what's going to happen to it? I turned around, I look back, and it's gone. So I'm going to pretend that he definitely found his family and everything was fine. And that it was not an owl. Um, my friend Tracy Bell and I did rescue an animal one time. Her dad had a falcon. Okay. Like he was a falconer? Yeah. Damn, fancy. Um, And the falcon lived in the backyard. It had like an an in- enclosure, I guess. And it was a, a real falcon. Like it wore a little helmet and everything. You know, yeah, one of those leather this helmets. Some, like rich person stuff. This, I've only they seen this like sheiks and animal he, this professionals. Guy, this guy was a total badass. Okay. So did he, he like took it out to fly? Like, oh, I'm going to go fly I don't Falcor, know about the that. Falcon. I just remember he had like one of those giant leather gloves that you wear. Oh, yeah, gotta. And, you know, we had to, he didn't allow the kids around when he took the Falcon out and stuff like that. Perhaps it was its talons he was worried about. Perhaps. He was, he was pretty good dad, you know, watched out for the kids. Um, but one time I went over to Tracy's house and we went into the garage in the freezer in the garage to get like ice cream or popsicles or something. And we open, we open it up and there are frozen baby chicks in there. And I start crying. I start crying because I can't handle this stuff. I've never seen anything like that before. But I guess this is what the dad fed to the Falcons. So then right after that, he comes home with a box of like 48 live ones and Tracy and I like beg him and we save one of them a little gray one and we named him Snowball and that was um, the name of my Snowy sorry Snowy so my mom's rabbit growing up was Snowball and then that was my sister's hamster name was Snowball my guinea pig was Snowball all right we're keeping a long legacy of very uh, of unique supremely unique childhood names so this was Snowy and I don't actually remember what happened any time after that just that we were so elated that we saved one of the baby chicks and then I never ever ever opened any freezer of hers again ever <laughs> any one of the seriously, two freezer <laughs> seriously i wanted nothing to do with it i don't blame you uh, we alluded to this earlier um vacation is next week and as you have mentioned several times throughout this week you got a pretty heavy vacation brain i do i just i'm sorry if i'm distracted i just keep checking if it's i get to check in in uh i can check in in seven minutes Ooh. Yeah. Now, we had to talk to a TSA agent earlier today because of my baggage. I am also going on vacation. Amanda and I are camping. You're bringing something that I can't believe you even thought to pack. Well, 
that's fair. <laughs> I, there is no retort. I have a hatchet in my suitcase, so we had to talk from to hatchets s- to hatchlings. We had to talk to Sari from the TSA to see um, to see if I'd get arrested. You need to bring your hatchet because why? <laughs> <laughs> see, she asked you a good question. If, if you've ever seen me walking around the. 1065 The Arch offices, you know, I have to have my trusty hatchet wherever I... No. no uh, my girlfriend Amanda and I are going camping in uh, Northern California in the Redwoods, and something uh. that often needs to happen is we need to get that firewood down to kindling size, and that's why I have my hatchet. So, yes, we just asked that you wrap it in something that would prevent anybody from getting cut if they were to have to open your bag, for instance, because something else looks like an explosive or a flammable item. So that's why you can put it in your check bag, but we please ask you to wrap it so no one gets accidentally hurt. Do you have a sheath for it, Jonah? A hatchet sheath? I do have a hatchet sheath. Fantastic. Have you ever confiscated something really weird from luggage? Well, we've had people think that they needed a fully gassed chainsaw while they were going on that camping trip. (laughs) No! Oh, my God. But what if it was in a sheath? That's not okay? (laughs) No, 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 no. And then one one of the most bizarre ones was the head of an alligator that was still bleeding that was brought to a Florida airport. So, no, can't do that. I mean, if you gave me 10 guesses of where that was, Florida would have been all all 10 of my guesses. (laughs) I figured, so I really didn't have to say it. It was redundant, I realized. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what about, could you help me, perhaps lying a little bit, but Amanda, my girlfriend, she's trying to be very um, thrifty with all the stuff in our house. And last time we had guests over, we had s'mores in our backyard, so we have a half eaten bag of marshmallows and a half eaten bag of graham crackers. She's trying to pack it because she doesn't want to have to buy more marshmallows. I'm telling her it's ridiculous. Can you say it's illegal so we can't bring it? (laughs) No, sorry, can't help you there. You can bring it. Certainly put it in your check bag with the hatchet. If you bring it it to the checkpoint, sometimes we're asking people to take the food out and put it in a bin at the checkpoint because there are certain foods that look similar to explosives. Sometimes we have to swipe it to make sure it has no explosives hidden hidden in it. What is the food that most closely resembles an explosive. An avocado is my guess. I think it looks like a grenade. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, we don't want to give any tips to the terrorists, but certainly when you have items in your check bag, like a chunk of cheese or uh, peanut butter, they're typically going to get a second look. Huh. I will. Good news for you. This, uh, our morning show, the lowest rated amongst terrorists in St. Louis. So I think we're going to be good on that. Glad to hear that. Is there anything that you would like to say to people who are maybe about to travel, like any words of wisdom or something you want to get off your chest? (laughs) (laughs) Leave your guns at home. This is good advice. (laughs) We still have an ongoing gun problem across the country, and specifically in in St. Louis, the number has risen every single year. Risen? Yes, risen. So if you start in 2013, I'll just run through the numbers. 22, 26, 35, 44, 45, 47, and year-to-date 33 guns have been stopped at the checkpoints in St. Louis by our dedicated officers. Wow. I mean, at some point, when did TSA agents just become parents? Like, I shouldn't have to tell you this. (laughs) You are old enough to know on your own. No bang-bangs in the airport. (laughs) I I love you. Can you stand outside our checkpoint and say that? (laughs) You know, when the the government shutdown happened, we 
got to go talk to some TSA officers and boy, do we have a whole new respect for what they do. And then hearing that you have to treat everybody like toddlers just makes me respect them even more. I'm not sure I have the the temperament for that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Stacey. We really appreciate that. And yeah, if you ever want to do a live broadcast outside our checkpoint, that, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> this just in, another gun. Okay. <laughs> Sari, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I can bring all sharp objects as long as they're sheathed. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought about the safety of the person who has to go through your luggage. Like, I never thought of bringing a weapon. Well, I am I still remember the days before the, these crackdowns because I, I mean, you have to check this stuff, but back in the day, you could bring almost anything on a plane before September 11th. I remember flying home. It was actually only about two months before September 11th, and I had bought a giant old pocket knife, and mm-hmm. I was worried about bringing it on the plane, and I still remember they said, as long as the blade itself is under three inches, you can bring it on the plane. Huh. Which is a pretty big-ass knife. I used to have pepper spray as a keychain, and they confiscated it, which is pretty good because of the cabin pressure. I don't think you want to... Well, that was another thing I was worried about with air- was aerosols, but mm-hmm. then Amanda said, well, what about hairspray? I'm like, oh, shoot, you're right. So you can. You can bring hairspray? Yeah, you can fly with aerosol. I think it might just have to be... Who know? Well, Jonah and we, his Aquanet. Don't go anywhere without it. You got to keep this hair high. We got we to gotta call Sari back. We got to get to the end of this. <laughs> we also have to get you out of here. You're, I know. You're leaving about four hours before I'm leaving. I am. Oh, I can check in in four minutes. All right. Well, let's clink and uh, head on out of here. <laughs> what was the name of this? Alien weed and sky dicks? Cloud dicks? Uh, Airplane dicks? I think, was it dicks in the sky? Dicks in the sky. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to see how many times I could drop that D word. Again, boozy brunches every Friday, except we are taking a break next Friday because we'll both be on vacation where we can say the stuff that we cannot say on 1065 The Arts, such I'm... as sky dicks. <laughs> yeah, sky dicks are a good time. That's a different way to say Mile High Club, I guess. Wait, does that mean alien? You got some sky dick? I got some of that sky dick. All right, let's have clearly our drinks <laughs> Hi, are finished. Mom. Hey, talk to you later. 1065thearts.com uh, if you want any more. Sky Bye, dick. dick. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.